Hey, welcome to Self to Society. My name is Dennis, and you are listening to an episode that I am going to title, I'm an imposter. Um, Imposter syndrome is something that people, uh, I think all people probably deal with. Um, It's this idea that you you don't ever feel like you fit in, even when you actually fit in, or the... Or what you do. So as a creative, as a designer, uh, for a long time, and I guess even still some moments now, there's times when I'm when I'm in the conversation with other designers and I feel like I don't deserve to be there. Like they're so much more talented than me, or there's some uh, there's something about their skill level that I don't have, and it makes me really insecure. Maybe imposter syndrome is best identified as insecurity. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, But it's something that a lot of creatives talk about and deal with where they never feel like they're in the cool kid club and whatever thing that they do. And one of the spaces where I feel like that a lot is when it comes to being a, and and I can't even say the word because it makes me feel stupid to say, but in the world of being an influencer, in quotation marks, partly it's in quotation marks because I don't know what the fuck it means really, and partly because it's it's a thing that I don't think I'm a part of. However, comma, I obviously am a part of it, right? Like I do the podcast and I share all of this stuff and uh, all of the things that I post on Instagram are very intentional uh, to speak to the things that I think people are dealing with. And I am in some way influencing somebody. Uh, so I know that there's a there's a thing about this imposter syndrome where you don't feel like you deserve to be at the table, but also you're at the table, so sit at the table. Um, maybe this is a great analogy. If you uh, if you get married or you start dating somebody, the first time, let's go with married. Uh, you get married, the first time that you sit with your partner's family as a married couple, it still may feel weird to be sitting at that table because you're now permanently at that table. You deserve to be at that table. You're no longer just dating. You're no longer just engaged. You're married, so you deserve to be at that table, but maybe your partner has a cousin or a brother or a sister or an uncle that is super fucking cool, and you're like, God, I don't deserve to be at this table. Anyway, that's kind of what imposter syndrome feels like, at least to me, uh, where... I know that I'm at the table, like I deserve to be at the table, but also, or I've earned my place to be there or whatever it is, but also I don't feel cool enough or really as if I'm a part of the table. And being uh, an influencer in quotation marks is one of those spaces for me. Like I said, I know I know that I do that. I know that I influence people. It's taking it to another level, really. Uh, it's being willing to admit that I, that, uh, maybe I have, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, please tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, maybe I, I have an influence over, over these conversations that really, truly does help people. And if that's the case, I would like to do more of it. Uh, I hate the term coaching. I don't like it. I don't know why, but I don't really love the term. Uh, I prefer, I don't even know what I prefer. <laughs> over that word. Uh, but I've thought for years about getting into being a, 
some sort of emotional coach where I walk with people through uh, tragedy and trauma and struggle, uh, whether that be the death of a loved one or a loss, or whether that be going through divorce, or whether that be um, you know just the hardships of life, losing a career, having family turn against you, uh, whatever it is that would be traumatic or uh, emotionally overwhelming. I've thought for years about trying to create a system where I walk hand in hand with people without being a therapist. Because if not a therapist, I just have a fuck ton of life experience and a perspective that people seem to relatively enjoy. And so for years, I've thought about getting into the side of this where uh, people would pay me to walk alongside of them to get them from point A to point B. Uh, an epiphanator. Yes. That's amazing. Um, yes, I would be an epiphanator. <laughs> Never even heard that term. Um, sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, somebody commented on Instagram live with epiphanator and I think it's amazing and I might use it. Um, and, but when I look at the coaching game, uh, what I see is, I see a lot of people doing a lot of selling of themselves, which is not a bad thing, but the things that they're selling about themselves are always the best things. What's weird for me in running self to society and having Instagram and doing these lives and having the podcast and all the things is that I'm actually selling the worst parts of me. So to think about trying to transition all that I've done over the podcast and my willingness to be vulnerable and share the hardships and the struggles and the pain and the loneliness and the loss and the yada, yada, yada. I feel like an imposter to go into this coaching thing or even to think about it when all of the stuff that I've put online is like the hard, vulnerable shit that nobody wants to care about. You know what I mean? And so I'm, this episode really is me talking out this particular thing for me, uh, with the hopes of a couple outcomes. One of the outcomes is that maybe I'll get over it after this episode. Number two is that whatever the thing is for you that you feel like you deserve to be at the table and you're not sitting at the table, a, what is that? B, why don't you feel like you should sit at the table and C, how the fuck do you get your ass at the table? Uh, another area where I've already done this was with design. Uh, I was, um, you know, self-taught designer. I stole a copy of Photoshop like 15 years ago and figured out how to use it. And I've always thought strategically in terms of creativity and how to present that. But I felt like an imposter. I had friends that were really good designers. I have friends who are really good designers. And by really good, I mean really fucking great designers, better than I can ever be. But what I did is I took the step to go to an art school when I lived in Nashville to put some training behind what came natural to me, which is the strategy and the creative thinking and that sort of thing. I felt way less like an imposter after I got some of that training. Um, don't get me wrong. I still can. I, if I go, if I'm in a room full of graphic designers, I feel out of place still. If I'm in a room full of emotional strategists, I don't really feel out of place. Like, 
I think I would be relatively comfortable having a conversation with Brene, Brene Brown. I'm not comparing myself to Brene Brown or even suggesting fucking slightly or remotely that I'm nearly as smart or have the ability to influence people in the same way that she has on issues like vulnerability. However, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable to speak to her. I wouldn't be moved in a weird way by being in a conversation with somebody like Brene Brown because this part of life, this emotional, vulnerable, rip it apart, put it back together thing is very comfortable for me. It's a space that I feel very comfortable in. And so my, my question to myself has been where, how do I take this to another place? How do I take something where I know that I'm naturally skilled and I've have a lot of life experience and I've spent all of the time and energy in my life uh, to pay attention to my emotional well-being and the vulnerability behind not being emotionally well. And how do I present that in a way where I get to sit at that table? This is the question that you're probably asking yourself about whatever it is that you want to be doing or wish you could be doing. The thing that you're talking yourself out of doing just because maybe you don't have the training, maybe you didn't go to college, maybe you didn't get a degree, maybe there's something about the thing that you're passionate about or have a skill in that feels unsubstantiated or unjustified based on lack of education or experience or whatever. That's the thing that I'm talking about because in this particular conversation, I don't, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't go to school to think about my emotional health and the emotional cognitive, the cognitive emotional well-being of humanity. I didn't go to school for it. I just do it. I wake up and my mind goes a million fucking miles a minute and it doesn't stop all my goddamn day. I promise you it does not stop, but it's not something that I had to go learn. It's just something that I have. And, and it's the reason why I use platforms like podcast or Instagram to really share the things that are deep inside of my brain. Cause there are things that are deep inside of my brain that I don't know how to get out. Otherwise, even writing poetry or drawing or even long conversations don't always do it for me the way that this kind of experience does. And, you know, like I said, to be able to turn this, this thing that I, that I have that allows me to deserve to sit at the table, to turn it into something uh, profitable, not just for myself, but for the people that I would walk alongside of makes me so excited to think about. I'm just getting my, trying to get out of my own way here a little bit. Um, so I'm curious, uh, for you, if you're watching or listening, like what is the thing or what are the things that you feel super confident in or very natural to, or feel like you deserve to be at the table with some of this stuff that you're not currently at the table because you've chosen not to be because you feel like an imposter or you feel like you don't have the training or the skill set or, or not the skill set, the training or the, um, education, maybe the, you don't have the right certificates quote unquote to justify putting yourself at the table with people who do. Um, let me reframe the conversation. Me having a dialogue with somebody like Brene Brown, I would have no problem doing. If somebody brought me and Brene Brown up on, in, on a stage in front of people and said, these two people are 
in quotes, experts on vulnerability and the emotional process behind it. I don't know that I would even disagree except for what makes us experts is so very different and she is so very better than me. (laughs) Very better? So much better? She's the betterest (laughs) at that conversation. It doesn't mean that I'm not allowed at the table. It just means that there's somebody better at the table and that I can deal with. That part is okay. So for you, for you guys, what, what thing or things do you keep away from pursuing because you feel like an imposter, because you feel like no matter what you do or how you say, or what platform you utilize or what direction you move in, uh, you just can't shake the idea that you don't feel like you should be at the table. What are those things? Uh, if you feel like sharing them on Instagram Live, please feel free to share them. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast and you want to shoot me a message or email to tell me, uh, that would be super dope. I would love to to find out more about what what things you believe uh, you hold yourself back from. Because uh, this idea of being an imposter is weird, man. It's super weird. It's like... <clears throat> uh, it's so weird because... All of us uh, have, have these very natural skills or these things that we care about n- naturally. We all have some sort of, and, and whether we do anything with it or not, or whether we ignore it or not, or whether we lean into it or not, those aren't up to me. I can't control any of that. I do believe, though, that each of us are born with something that we care deeply about. For some people, it's animals. For other people, it's food. For other people, it's humans. For... Other people, it's uh, other countries, you know, the cultures and civilizations in other countries. Uh, for some people, it's science and the way that the earth works, you know, what it like. I, I just believe that we were, we were born with something to care about. What is that for you? What thing uh, do you naturally lean into when you think about making the world a better place, making yourself better? That sort of thing. For me, it's emotional cognition. It's the idea that uh, where I am today is not good enough and I should get better for tomorrow. That also is negative for me because I I never have been good enough. I never have allowed myself to be at a place where I think, okay, emotionally I'm okay today. Like that happens very rarely in my life. Typically, I'm just pushing myself so motherfucking hard because down there at the end of some imaginary tunnel, I see a different version of myself and that version is not here today. And the truth is that that version will never be here today. All I'm doing is really fucking myself out of the joy of being here now by thinking about being there then, right? And I know that we all do this in some way, like we all steal our own joy and our own happiness and our own peace by talking ourselves out of certain things, uh, things that are true about us, whether that be um, how talented we are at something, how beautiful we are, how charismatic we can be, how uh, compassionate we are, right? Like we all end up talking ourselves out of some version of us and my hope is that I'm able to realign with myself in that way uh, or continue to realign with myself by making it less about who I want to be when I'm 60 and really allowing myself to be confident and comfortable in who I am today. And if I can do that, I think I can get over my imposter syndrome. So for you, what when you think about that thing, 
do you think that you're not good enough? Do you think that there's, is it just that there's somebody better or is it that you don't deserve it? Or is it that, uh, you hear the echoes of people telling you that you didn't get a degree or you don't have the right certifications or qualifications. Um, what is it that stands between you and that natural thing that burns inside of you other than some form of insecurity, which maybe this is all some form of insecurity. Maybe imposter syndrome really just can be broken down to by saying I'm insecure that I'm not as good as people think I should be, or I'm not as good as the other people around me, or I'm not as good as I want to be. And that insecurity is what really sticks us uh, and takes us out of conversations we probably deserve to be in. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I think I kind of know because I'm telling you <laughs> that I know. But the, you know, the part of this episode that I hope resonates with you is, is the reality that there's something inside of you that is good, that where you care deeply about something uh, or some, some group of people, um, some tribe of people, some, a community of people, some particular species of animal, the quality of the earth and how our food grows, whatever that thing is for you, identify it, find it first. If you, if you haven't, uh, try to identify it and then identify how you can start to use it. Right. So even, even me in this conversation that I'm having, like, yeah, do I, would I feel weird about, that was a weird thing I just do with my hair. Would I feel weird about, um, today putting up a page online and saying, Hey, coaching, emotional coaching. Would I feel weird about that? Maybe a little, uh, but I've taken small incremental steps to, to utilize and activate the things that I feel are most natural in me, which this podcast is definitely an, an arm of that an expression of that. And so, you know, how, how can you incrementally step? How can you identify what that thing is and then incrementally step forward to reduce the feeling of, of feeling like, or being an imposter in whatever, on whatever table, wow, <laughs> at whatever table you want to sit at. It's a fair question. Uh, I hope that you consider it. Um, it. If you don't know what, what that thing is for you that burns and resonates with all of humanity, find it. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have some mentors and leaders in my life that have helped me identify really what thing I give the most shits about. And it's this thing. It's, it's the idea of helping people unlock themselves from and be free from some emotional trauma and doing so in a relatively out of the box way. And so, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to identify that. And I think I've identified it. What is it for you and how can you start to live in it? Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. This episode has me much more contemplative than I was anticipating. Uh, when I was first going to start recording, I was like, oh, this is going to be super simple. And then I got into it and I'm so contemplative. Like my mind is racing a million miles a minute, even wrapping my head around this conversation, but also how it looks for me moving forward, right? Uh, so I've sort of created my own rabbit hole now. Uh, anyway, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate the the listening. I appreciate the thought that you put into your own life. Uh, I believe that we 
you know, kind of really only get to do this shit one time. And if that's the case, then I hope we use it to do good to ourselves and to other people. And so if you show up at this podcast, it's because you probably do that in some way. So thank you for that, for being the light that you bring to the earth. And with that, if you have questions, comments, anything else, holler at me. If you think somebody can benefit from this episode, uh, holler at me then too. 